Hello, Mena fans, and welcome back to Mena Fandom. I have a real treat for you. Two wonderful Mena fans joining me. Tim Ridgilds will be coming on a bit later. But we're starting off with a cold start. Um, I've got Tom Shattuck with me. Tom, how are you? Good. Although I don't think I've put in the work to be a Mena fan. I haven't, I mean, I'm a huge fan and I love it. And it's good. It's the best podcast in the world. But I don't think I've put in any work. I haven't shown up to anything or done anything to get an official you guys have put we've put more legit work in yeah tim's much greater than you are i was being nice about oh, God, that. Yes. Um, uh, the, the, the thing is though um you, you know i'm a bit like kirk like he said on the last show i oh, was really sick of tom shattuck he's mm-hmm. sick of his whole thing so you know my instinct then is to just get you on the next minute fandom um, we can both be fucked here because we're both in uh in hot water as far as that goes yes um it's a great week for the show. We're going to talk about it. Um, we're going to get into all the show stuff. We've got some inside Minna fandom stuff. But I guess, you know, Tom, I want to get an update from you. I want to have a bit of a one-on-one here. Yeah. I've made some comments on this show about your performance a couple of weeks ago. Firstly, for the listeners who who don't listen to Burn Barrel like myself, I, I haven't listened since your couple of episodes that mm-hmm. went off the rails um you know how are you and alice going are you still doing burn barrel are you still living together are you coming to me from a motel somewhere what's the current situation so um so the current situation is that the the marriage on a personal level is kind of um on life support but uh we're civil to each other we've called off lawyers um when 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 the lawyer's Essentially, my lawyer was the one who told me that that we just simply lose a house and then we have kids living in shitty towns with no houses. So I said, and then I just listened to people, you know, after I was done, uh, you know, hyperventilating and, uh, you know, you know, stumbling around Newburyport, just listen to people who just said, just just make it about the family, make it about the family. And so so we are we have no lawyers and we're um, we're trying to see if we can uh, keep the structure together. For the kids, it is still shitty days, terrible days. I am fucked up from this whole episode, uh, the odd obviously, and um, so I am. We are now. We literally did. Um, we are seeing uh, shrinks. We're getting counseling through BetterHelp, not because not for for the name mentioned, but because we. I needed somebody. I needed to talk to somebody immediately because I couldn't fucking breathe. I don't know if you've ever. I've never had anything. Any anxiety? Never nervous breakdown. Never depression. I'm always happy. But I, I don't know if you've had this where there's like a felt like a cinder block in your chest. I couldn't uh, breathe. I was like in fucking like deep shit. So so BetterHelp was the easiest way to get somebody to talk to us. And so they do and they are. And so we're coping. So that's that is that. I would love to give you the details of what the holy fuck happened. Um, but it's just a it's a mixture of just uh, of stuff. But yeah, we're, she I'm upstairs. She's downstairs with her. Uh, with her sister and his her fiance, and so um, so that is that. But at that moment when I so, when so you sort of separated within the home, is that no, what you're saying? No, it's so weird. Like he's still he's still banging you sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so that's good. That's healthy. I mean, well, I, um, here's the thing: is that yeah, like our relationship, other than the horrible couple of weeks we had, was never bad. As a matter of fact, it was never better. 
Mm. You know, seriously, I'm I'm still a fat bastard, but I'm you know I'm down seventy five pounds. She looks like ridiculously good. We've been getting along. So other than the, like these two weeks of just turmoil and gain, just with the, um, uh, yeah, it's it's uh yeah. So that's that's where we are. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's a weird mm. thing, man. It's a weird thing. So so when I said when we had the thing in the middle of the street and I did the show. I did the show thinking, obviously, it's fucking, it's over. Obviously, she had lawyers. I had can, lawyers. Can I just just jump in? What you said something happened in the middle of the street. I speculated that uh, Alice saw your and Carl's de- text thread, and she was so horrified by the stuff you and Dave Cullinane were sharing. That's what sparked this fight. Can you just dispel that rumor or confirm? <laughs> uh, no. Although, although that has since become a bit of an issue, you know, I have been I've been a Paige Spearnack guy for a long time, and I've been, and I interviewed her like five years ago, um, and it has become like a little bit of an issue. Me sending stuff back and forth. I thought that she would be happy that I noticed that Paige had gained weight, but but uh, she was not. So that apparently sometimes Alice has always been very good about letting me be immature and like lust after girls because I'm disgusting animal. Like not, I'm not, nothing will mm. me. Right. So, so, so um, she, clearly she has a problem with you objectifying women. That's strange. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and she didn't, she didn't in the past, but she was always cool. Uh, but mm. it doesn't matter. I mean, this is, I'm telling you what I'm telling the therapist essentially. Maybe you should just be my therapist. Well, I have to say, um, you know, I went through some some tough times in my relationship, especially when we had little kids. And my therapist said, having little kids and being in a marriage, it's like being in the trenches in World War One. And I had two kids. You've got four. So mm-hmm. you're like knee deep in mud. You know, there's dead bodies all around you. There's artillery coming in. That's your life every day. And you and Alice are in this. So it is very, very stressful. Oh God, it's stressful and just other stuff. There's all the, just, just people have stuff going on. There's just a whole bunch of other stuff and and um, you know, but I like you know I wouldn't had you said are you still making love to her? I probably wouldn't have said yes so quick. But you said banging and that's very macho. So I had to get mm. get it on. I appreciate that. I'm sure it was a master manipulation. But, but it's yeah. important to try and still keep that up. Even, like, it's so hard yeah. with kids. You only get, like, 10 mm-hmm. minutes, um, you know, which is clearly enough for Carl. We'll go into what he said later on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, you're in a tough spot. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but it's fine. So, so I, I, I hopefully we're not going to be divorced. Um, and we'll see what happens with the other stuff. So I am in a tough spot, absolutely. I am currently, uh, yes, I am currently, it's, it's tough, too, because, you know, I'm trying, you know, I'm pitching us to people, you know, as a thing. So I didn't realize, you know, like as couple was, swapping, like couple <laughs> swapping porn. What are we talking? <laughs> if that would if that would fix everything, I'd do it in a second. Um, no, like, uh, you know, our as a show, you know, as my contract comes up. OK, you know, I'm just pitching us on as a thing. Okay. But, you know, to, to tell the world that I was getting divorced, you know, the people I'm pitching to, including some a group right now. Are like, are you getting divorced or not? Because you're pitching a team, but you just mentioned something like shit. Oh, there you go. There's a follow up. Whoa. All right. All right. What's going so, on there? How are you? Tim Ridgell has joined the show. Timmy, welcome. I'm just talk- talking to Tom about what's been going on. How, how are you going? Good. Is this live video? Yeah, we are or? live. We're recording already. This is, we've, oh. we've had a cold start to the show. You just, are you comfortable? Oh, very, very. Thank you. Good. Um, um, 
I just want to finish with Tom. So my only problem with you, Tom, with the whole yeah. thing was if you want to make your burn barrel a show where you talk about all the stuff that's happening off mic between you and Alice, I think you've both got to be in on that. That that was my criticism. You can't be the one just coming to burn barrel and pouring your heart out and then Alice comes on and she doesn't want to talk about it. Like I reckon it's a valid thing to have a show where you bring that stuff and, you know, I think it's interesting and, a lot, you know, and actually it's good for other married couples to hear what, other married yeah. couples going through. No, it's true because you often yeah. think like it, how hard it is, and you it's hard for everybody. Um, but if Alice is not in on that, I would say you can't go halfway. Like she's either in on that and you do it, or she says no, I want my private life, and you just make burn barrel about whatever the, whatever it is about. Yeah, well, those two <clears throat> shows initially, she we were getting divorced, so and I didn't want her to be part of the show. And I just needed her to set it up, which how pathetic and craven this is. Um, but um, but I thought I'd be able to get through it. It was like th- that first show was me like getting on with my life without her, with my old burn barrel. It used to be just me, and just like trudging on. It just it didn't, you know, it went sideways. Obviously, by the by the second thing. But uh, no, this, we do do the show. I've always talked about my feelings. This is not the first time I've been. I've never been this level of a bitch before ever. Yep. But I have been a bitch in the last couple of years. You know, I have wept before and when, when I used to do it alone and this and that, for whatever reason. But uh, uh, how, how did you feel when you heard like Big Cat and everybody were messaging Kirk about how funny that reaction episode was? Like you must have got a real little tickle out of that. That was that. I can tell you, uh, literally within 20 minutes, I went from sobbing like a pussy publicly to fucking double over laughing at their four minutes that they did. It was the funniest thing I have ever heard. I watched it again last night. They're, they were just so on their game. They were so goddamn funny. It, it made it might have saved me. It was so made me so laugh so fucking hard. It was they were so good. Man, they were great. And to, for Big Cat, yeah. Oh, you notice Big Cat, yeah. Somebody told me, um, Montante told me that Big Cat had shouted me out. So I found the video. And it's funny, Big Cat mentions me, and Kirk takes that soccer ball and kicks it way the fuck downfield. Kirk was not going to let me get any more love in that scenario. Mm. He's all, You yeah. notice how he, he makes sure that he does budget out how much attention you get. Yes, like, absolutely. He, I've, he been, feel, I've been on the receiving end of oh, that yes. as well. He can feel you feeling good about it, and then he'll punt, you know? Nice one. Timmy Ridgilds, how are you? Not bad. How about you? Good, thank you. Did you did you enjoy from the sidelines the Tom v Alice divorce era of KMS? Well, I caught it like really early in the morning, so I put up this picture of Andy Mayo, you know, making a joke like, uh, you know, she's already gone, she's lost in the Mayo or something, and it was just a normal picture of Mayo, but horrible, obviously. Uh, I just thought it was a joke or some sort of play or something like bit or whatever. Like, and I genuinely don't give a fuck if Tom and Alice Shattuck like get fucking divorced, if they do it on Pluto, if they do it on Twitter, I don't give a shit. It was interesting for a little bit. It was good content. Like it was interesting to watch a person seemingly break down, Mm. but like put it online for people to see like to to me that's great content it's like carano's fucking uh rome podcast like it it was just like an insight into like a place probably you shouldn't be in someone's life yeah. uh, as a stranger and to me that's incredible like just incredible content it was really really interesting and intriguing um like i said myself i don't give a fuck if tom's 
fucking here, not divorced, not. I don't give yeah, a shit. No one does. No one cares. It was quite a. It, it was quite something to follow from an outsider for two people to put that out there. I, I, it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> one person put it out there. Yeah. Uh, Tim, did you go to the John Stewart Memorial Show? I did. Yeah, my wife and, and I did, went. And did you take the paint your life painting? Was that you or Tim and Canton? No. Um, oddly enough, it, it just sounds weird because, like, it sounds like a weird thing to do. Um, a couple months before we knew about John or whatever, I was just shit faced one night. I was like, you know. I think we're going to fucking paint your life me to this thing. And my wife is like, no, you're not going to get an oil painting of another man just like for our house. And it was just like, yeah, it's one of the finest pictures I've ever taken. The uh, uh, John Stewart looking like a member of the April crew tweet. Like, I just love that picture. Um, and then when we found out, it was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I contacted the appropriate people and it was just, do you mind if, uh, I commissioned this and, you know, do this. Um, He was a really good guy. A really good guy. Um, My wife and I are weirdos. So we flocked towards him at live events. Um, We, you know, we saw him all the way from Mississippi to Madawaska um, as a, and he was just a really interesting guy that we spent probably way more time with than we should have at these things. But he just, he was unique. Um, he was really different and he was very, very interesting, uh, as far as the breadth and depth of his knowledge on certain things. Um, and just really like a gentleman, like, like an actual gentleman, like he was a good guy. And, uh, no, we were lucky enough to eat with them down in Mississippi way with them before the Wilbur. Um, and uh, no, I'm glad the way the picture came out is nice. It's cool. Oh, well, that's a real, that's a really nice thing to do. And how how yeah, good that they put it up in the studio. And it's a beautiful tribute to a great man who we all miss. Um, speaking of people we don't miss, um, how would can you, Tim? You were at the John Stewart show. How weird was Snell? How, like how bad's his aura in well, when you're in the room? I showed up early. My wife and I got there early before we went to our hotel um, just so I could drop the painting off and not like try to fucking make a big scene, you know, like out front of a bunch of people. So we went and it was like literally only Justin, Snell and Dave and maybe like one or two other folks. But uh, he seemed okay. So he's smaller than I thought uh, in stature. Um, when I shook his hand, he seemed like kind of a normal dude. I was just like, what's up, Snell? How you doing? Deedly do. He's like, Hey, how you doing? And that was basically it. Um, but I mean, he was hawking Dave pretty hard. <laughs> like he, 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 and you know, Dave needs like, I think some level of assistance setting up these things. So it probably helped. Cause I don't think there was an intern there and Justin was doing like his thing. So it probably helped, but he was, he was on a shit. He was like a NASCAR pit crew. Like he was right mm-hmm. there. Um, but if he was having a good time and it was helping Dave, I, I don't, I don't see the problem with Snell. Like, I think he's kind of fucking hilarious and uh, I want more. Uh, it's kind of a Shattuck type deal where I don't care if that dude no, no. moves to Bolivia tomorrow and never like, I don't care. But for the moment, that he's here in our entertainment like livelihood 
give me more. It's interesting. Like, just give me some more. I don't. I don't. Did, I don't did he bail on all his stuff? So did he like shut his Twitter account or something? People were yep. fucking with him pretty hard the day after, I believe. Um, but he called um, Allison a hag. I mean, he deserved getting dumped on. I mean, I disagree, Tim. I don't. I don't want to see more of Snell. I want to see less of him. I don't well, find I'm him entertaining. Not. And comparing uh, him to Shattuck, poor Tom. I mean, um, that should take you, make you look in the mirror. I like. Sure. I heard. A, I heard a show that Snell did, and I thought he was kind of a, good at being an a hole. I thought like he. It was good. I thought it was he was sharp elbows and when he gave it to Montante, that was good. That was funny. <laughs> I clipped the shit out of that one. <laughs> he he, he did a whole show criticizing Montante, basically because oh. Snell was jealous. Montante was asking him, asking yeah. ahead of him, which is ludicrous. Montante is like a million times better on the show than mm. um. Than Snell, as you call him, Shattuck. He's the Bo Jackson of podcasting. He can do everything. <laughs> he can do Minna Fandom. He can do KMS. He can do the Jerry Callahan show. That um, is, but you know what? He reminds me, you know, so we went out the other night, um, me, him, and Alice, and had a, a couple of drinks and some food. And he was, I feel like I've met him. I feel like I've known him for 30 years. He's just like, he's, I precisely get a feeling I know who he is. And he's a street smart guy, you know. Even though he's just thirty, he's a street smart guy. He seems to—I th- I think he's a, a, a great, great guy. I think he's great. And the fact that he's—he's he's willing to take a beating doesn't seem to have much of a much pride at all. And he can hang mm. with Jerry, and Jerry can be an a-hole, and he can hang with Kirk. And you know, that's no picnic being in there sometimes. And he takes all sorts of shit. He's—I don't. When I when I went out with Montante, and a great guy, but he's you know the whole night he would just be looking past you at the TV where the game he'd bet on was oh, yeah. on. I don't know well, if you got you know, that. You know he's he's in the business, you know. So he's you know. Dude, my <laughs> wife has a series of pictures, literally from around the world, of me. It's Matt or <clears throat> Tim on his phone, like it's me just checking scores like <laughs> rifling through and we'll be like in these incredible vistas or the in these places and she'll get me just right where i'm just like buried in my phone because dude if you're if you're gambling you're gambling yeah. like you yeah. it doesn't stop um if you really are on it especially if you're making money like when you're turning a profit it's like oh shit let's look at some Saturday, uh soccer it starts at 1 p.m mm. like and so you get that little buzz around lunchtime. Uh, it, it, dude, if you're doing it, it, it's 24 hours a day. And like those people say, like, it is nice to fucking put in a bet on Hawaii. That's going to kick off at 1 a.m. and wake up to a score. Like, it, it's bad. So, I mean, it's good. I think we're, we're, getting a we, we, we're getting a real window into, like, Montante's head as well. The, the well, head of a gambler. I want to know how Tom felt sitting in the same place as the number one Montante canceler, you piece of shit. Me? Right. Oh, yeah. You. I haven't buddy. done anything. Oh, done anything. come on. Come on. You fucking rode in. You rode in on your fucking horse the other day. You got your moment in the sun. The ultimate yes. hypocrite. The ultimate Absolutely fucking not. hypocrite. Absolutely. You are the ultimate fucking hypocrite. You tried to cancel Montante? Oh, a million times. Yeah, this is, really? Oh, absolutely. Anytime Montante has done anything like savage or like over the line, and like it happened on an episode that I was on with Mike on his exactly. show. Exactly. 
Okay. Uh, uh, young young uh, Menners here loves to draw attention to that. You see. Okay. This, so this when he rode in on his fucking horse the other day to the studio with this anti-cancel culture shit, yeah, yeah. I almost drove my. Oh. I, I almost yanked into a bridge abutment. It was just like, what is what is this? This can't be real. But look, it was a hologram, look, right? That was that was CGI. That, the was bullshit, that was AI. Bullshit. Right? You cannot compare. You cannot compare well, to Michael and Maserati no, and no, the Montante situation. Well, let, let me let me talk, Kirk. Why? Um, so, the, the fact- an established guy that makes a couple hundred grand a year, you take him. Nope. It's bad to take him down. But some young, aspiring fucking kid, especially like a good conservative, <laughs> like a, a young voice in that movement, like Michael Montante, okay, he's Kirk. a sensation. He is a sensation, <laughs> and he's very good. And there's a spot at the main so- wire eventually. You've tried to hurt him. And you are a hypocrite. Speaking of the main wire, the you start start with Steve Robinson. So shut up. So on the Montante thing, Tim, they are totally different. The Montante thing comes from a place of caring. I like Mike. And I kept warning him. I kept saying, you cannot say these outrageous things on your podcast and or, put it out there. I will retweet for, them on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I said that to him and then he kept doing it. Mm-hmm. He kept doing it and I said, he said that thing on your, when he was with you that was way over the line and I said, you've got to take this stuff down. I warned him and then I put it out to teach him a lesson. <laughs> How, I put he, it out to that, teach him a lesson, you sick. At that stage, and to have a bit of fun, and at that stage, there's he's working in waste management. Do you think he's going to get cancelled from his waste management job because he made a joke on a podcast? I mean, it's you're kidding. Carl's Carl, what Carl did to Maserati come from a place and Carl wants to get you know get some shine on him and um, get a scalp on his wall. Uh, you know, I actually like Montante, and you know what he said when he was with. With you, if he kept saying sh- shit like that, he would have he would never got an opportunity on the Jerry Callahan show or on Kirk's show. So the fact that I stepped in and showed Montante <laughs> how damaging you were the damaging this oh, can be. I'm okay, a fucking hero. I'm a so fucking you're a hero. hero. You're a hero for amplifying the content that could get him in trouble. But Bef- so that he would know not oh. to do this anymore. Yeah. Exactly, he's and teacher. so he's, re- he's a teacher, and he's removed Tom. He's removed the audio since then. He's gone in and taken that audio, so he's listened to me. And since then, all good. He hasn't got in trouble. I haven't had to sort of do anything or step in. Honestly, um, and Montante, I know I've never been better. Between you and Montante on the show the other day, like when you popped in, that was a very you know electric moment because you were just eating shit the whole time to me as a hypocrite rocket, uh, but. When Montante gave a glimpse like that, um, and it kind of falls in the same, to me, like the same vein as the Shattuck, the the Snell, all the shit we get through the Kirk Minahan show, these glimpses into like people's lives that we probably shouldn't have. I, I should not know that about a 30-year-old young man, degenerate fucking Republican gambler from New Jersey that... I've only met a couple times. We, you know, we speak on the phone and chit chat and shit, but like I've only physically met him like yeah. maybe twice, probably once. But it's like, I now know that for the last like 18 months, he's been carrying his mom's mortgage. and shit. That's a thing that makes the show so fucking unique. And it's just weird that, you know, we're doing this right now that it, it, it's just another part in like a, a cog in the wheel that makes it like the insight into people's lives. It's just like, this is unbelievable. I was riveted. Yeah. You know, I was riveted like 
because he's helping family and there without family there's nothing so it, it was very very interesting to me and i i honestly i have a different uh view on montante right now i have a different respect for him especially if he is gambling um the way he does and helping his mom and uh, dude that's legit that was that was um to me that was a very interesting segment and uh, a look behind the curtain at a person I didn't want to see behind the curtain on. But once you do, it's like, holy shit, this is an interesting like 10 minutes of content for sure. I spoke I spoke to Montante afterwards and I think he was a bit surprised that he sort of blurted all that out. Like it just kind of came out in the, in the show. I don't know if he regretted it or anything, but I think he was like, wow, okay. I, I really think put a lot out gets- there fucking meme to death and like people shitting on him he'll probably regret saying it but the truth's the truth and he is what he is and he's done what he's done so i mean like to me it's I, I, you know not but I will benevolent say, you know but, but the thing with montante is he's been given nothing you know dirt you know his dad i don't know took off or something you know you know he's he's not a self-made man but you know he's been given no favors and he's he's 31 and he's got a job and looking after his mum. so you're right he does deserve respect i think it's probably a good sign actually that he felt comfortable enough to to say that stuff Mm. That's, that's that's very revealing stuff to say about like your own family, about your own mom, about your own situation, having to get the money, knowing you had to borrow it from your boss or whatever that stuff is. That's very revealing stuff. That's but the difference is, I think. Um, so, so because it's you know it's a different story than he originally said. His original story about the house was a different one, but when he felt yeah. less comfortable, you know, he was covering yeah. it up or whatever, you know. But um, I think that's good. I think that just shows. You talk about the the minute fans. I just think it's it's a testament. There is, which is why you probably shouldn't try to blow up family, I think, Menners. And, uh, and Tony Maz is not family. Although I'd blow up Dave in a second. Yes. I want to, I want to, uh, we're still in the pre show. I want to get into the main show stuff, but I just want to put on record a bit of Minna fandom news before we get into the oh, three sure. shows during the week. Um, unfortunately, it, it appears Red has completely left the show now and in quite acrimonious circumstances. Him and I are now excommunicated from each other. He is he is very upset that I brought Visionless Dave on to Minna Fandom because those two hate each other. As he put him. it, as he put it, what? <clears throat> Did you block him? Red. Yes. No, 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 no. I I sent him a message about something, and he basically said, "Look, you made your choice," and he unfollowed me and all that yeah. stuff. And so uh, it appears Red's gone from Minna Fandom for good. He's always welcome back, but. You know, he. I think it's a pussy thing to do to go. I'm going to quit the show. I can't come on anymore, and then to be upset at me for getting some other people on to do shows. Like if Red wanted to do the show every week, we would still be doing the show every week. So, um, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of Red fans out there, and a yeah. lot of people who liked the show when we were together. But you know, he's a fucking big pussy. He's a big prick, and he's you know, he's, I don't know, he can fuck off if he's going to be like that. So I don't, I don't get. It. I thought he was great. I loved you guys together. I thought he was great. I don't understand. The, what is it about some people who jump into this thing that that they that they're not like doing a gut check first and saying, "Can I do this?" Knowing that I'm going to get torn apart, knowing that some very creative people are going to fucking try to get into my head, and and that you're going to take incoming. It's like I don't understand. Like Carano. Mm. The guy, he's a red, yeah. Like, red and Karana are very similar. It's a these good, people do a comparison. Oh my god! Oh, 
<laughs> Dude, no, they are not. Okay, like, no, 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 no. That's unfair to Red. I feel like with, I, I feel like there's people that get into the mud and get like shit on whatever. I feel like in the case of host co-hosting the show or being a part of this show, there may have been like extenuating circumstances in real life there, uh, matters. Like, come on. Fuck on! Like, yeah, don't get upset at me for having VD on. And I've said, okay. and I've said, okay. and I've said, okay. yeah. no, no, no. You, you're more right, Tom. Like, I didn't think I didn't <laughs> was like, it was last. It was last summer, Tim. Like, you telling me last summer things haven't got better in eight months? Come on. Um, and then VD, you know, I've made it clear, VD and I are not friends, but he can come on the show because he's a Minna fan. I don't have to be friends with everybody that's on Minna fandom. And if for Red to get so upset and to say, you've made your choice, I just think that's a bullshit. What did VD do that would cause so much hate? <clears throat> I mean, what VD's he, a psycho. VD's a legit psycho. What could he I mean, have done? Doxing, you name it. I mean, he could have done anything. Like he, he would, it wouldn't surprise me if VD, so, as I've said before, he would black out and, you know, supply private information to people about people and then sort of come out of his, you know, blackout period and sort of not even really know what he's done. Mm. 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 He's so he, sort of but, but he's not, he's not trying to like save anyone or like counsel them or be their no, guru. No. Like as far so, as. With so is one of the, is one of the problems that in like, this is something that I've been kind of shielded from is that, is that the stuff that's that you we can shoot the shit about on social media, et cetera, and give each other crap and whatever it happens. Like that's one thing. But do, does stuff happen in person that has created bad blood? I mean, are people like Well, someone started a, an account of Red on Twitter with his real name and where yeah. he worked and everything. Um shitty, oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's yeah, that's so funny. that you know that was that was out to get yeah. him in trouble. That's like are people making passes at other people's husbands at the Wilbur or that kind of thing happening? Because I assume a lot. No, of I, mean, I tried. I tried to. I tried to fucking give Peltier a reach around in the bathroom, but slapped my <laughs> hand away. So then I just gave him a kiss on the neck and walked out. But like other than that, like uh, no, nothing like that. It, it's it's weird. It's not traditional. So like traditional like conflict is like uh, you know hey, what's up? Like, you're hitting on a dude's wife or, like, you bump into someone and you're like, you know, fuck you, no, fuck you, like, whatever. This yeah. is more like, it's these deep-seated, like, um, uh, what do they call those things with the new, uh, the, that that chat GPT, uh, thought trees. So it's like a thought. And from one, like, sentence, you can make, like, billions of words in a thought tree. And it's like these people, it's not, like, traditional, I don't like you, uh, fuck you, wham, 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 done, done, done. It's this, like, long, curved, like, twisted, <laughs> like, network of, like, fuckery and douchebaggery uh, that extends, like, deep below the ground. And uh, it never stops. So, like, the only way to, like, kill trolls is not to feed them. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's the best way to do it. But most of these people are not traditional, like, uh, like, hey, you know, like, there's assholes out there and there's, like, tough guys and all this shit. And it's like you see them and it's like they'll ruin your night. And it's like these people are just pussies. They're, like, keyboard <laughs> fucking warrior pussies. And then eventually, you know, people have to see people and shit. So it's just, yeah. like... I, I don't know. It, it, it's not traditional. Like I said, like tough guy, like fuckery. It's like, I want to like 
you know, go after your wife's job or your kids at school right, right. or your fucking principal from high school or some shit. And it's like, no, dude, like, let's just go fight in that fucking parking garage. Like, right. what's wrong with you? I, I don't yeah, know. In, in fact, yeah, Tim's right. In fact, the opposite, Tom. Every usually everyone's great when they're together and there's none of this stuff. It's a yeah. you know, it's a, it's a family vibe. Um, but look, the VD's a different case. You know, he's sort of he's perched out on the west coast. He has no, he's never going to come to a live show. He's that keyboard warrior that will just sit there and talk shit from ten, you know, not ten thousand miles away, but much much closer than me, but a long way away. Um, in person, I think the only problem there's been is blind prison Mike. Didn't he have an altercation? Was it with sneakers or someone else at a show, at a sucko show? Like they were pushing each other or something. I think that's the only sort of in-person. Um, that I don't recall clash. at all. I have no recollection of that. Well, um, I mean, if we, you, you probably as hammered as you were at the Wilbur. Oh, uh, yeah, potentially, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so that was taking care of business, the pre-show. It's gone over half an hour. It's gonna, so let's get into the three great shows this week. Probably the the show in the middle, the the best because of the fight Kirk and I had. But um, the week started off with the nipples and Alba sexting scandal. Mm. Now, Tim, Tim, you know nipples. I've met him. Great guy, fantastic guy. One of the one of the true great Mina fans would do anything for you. I think he had McFuss Daddy sleep on his couch one day. I mean, he he is salt of the earth. But uh, where do you stand on him sexting Alba? Well, it's a, it, <clears throat> he's another gentleman um, like John Stewart. My, you know, I've been in contact with all the way from the top of Maine to the bottom of Mississippi. Like, and I'm talking like close, like <laughs> voluptuous. And how often no, does uh, he mention his friendship with Albert to you? Is it honestly that's where I was going? Zero point zero times. So when that all it's unfolded, the- I was like, huh. That's weird. I mean, we were showing up to Grill on the Hill in Worcester, and they were getting there pretty early, too. We talked to him in the parking lot, you know, uh, him and Miss uh, Garrett Mike. She's a sweetheart. And so we just chit-chatted. But, like, I've been pretty shit-faced around those people for a bunch of times, and I he's never mentioned it to me once, which, I mean, not being in his inner circle hurts the fuck out of my feelings. And now you're kind of like picking at a scab. I don't really want to talk about this, but like I, I never knew about this secret thing. Mm, uh, I but I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, okay. it, 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 I, I don't know. Like, what do you do if you're Mike? Do you get all angry, or do you just be like, "What the fuck"? What do you think, Tom? Do you think I, Mike was being too sensitive, blind Mike here? No, I think that um, that uh, Nipples was fucking out of line to be doing that whatsoever. He was doing it because. He could do it so he could tell people that he did it so that somehow he can insinuate himself in Mike's world, in Mike's intimate world with Mike's girlfriend. I think it's fucking out of line. I think he should don't text fucking spouses. Don't fuck around. Mm. Don't put Mike in a position where Mike has to now like Mike doesn't want to have to tell people to fuck off and leave my wife alone and leave my girlfriend alone. You know, he doesn't want to have to do that. He doesn't want to be that guy. So now he's forced to be a guy he doesn't want to be. Because this dude wants a name drop that I know I can text Alba. Like, fuck off, man. The, I am, I am, I think that is dishonorable as a man to be f- doing that, to text, reaching out to somebody's girlfriend. It's fucking, it's, it's shitty. And God knows. Like, what if she texts, what if she texts back and she wants to have talk a little bit more? And so now they're just like buds. Where does this shit lead? This is fucking, no, nothing good comes of this. It's a big call. 
Um, I thought Craig throwing it at Mike at the beginning of the show, just Mike's reaction was priceless. The fact that he was so <laughs> stopped so in his tracks because he, if Mike had just said, look, I don't want to talk about that, can we talk about it? and just brought up another topic, I think we'd have all forgotten it. Like it would have just well, been something. Why are you doing this? Yeah. yeah. Why are you, what are you doing? And then like a 30-second <laughs> silence. I had just listened to Mike and Craig, the episode when they're talking about me and Alice getting in a fight, you know, about having nips on me and such, and how awkward it was. And it was but like that was real. And it was like, man, that reminds me of that. That was real. Mike and Craig, or at least Mike, stopped doing the show dur- during the show. And he was talking to him not as his producer or co-host. He was talking to him as a guy. He said, why the fuck are you doing this? It was whoa, man! It was it was it was awkward. But I don't think Craig has a malicious boner in his body. I don't think he had any clue that that would be go over like that. Well, as a guy, I mean, that puts you know you put out pictures of your wife and shit, and like you kind of have fun with it. That thing with Montante the other night, and the picture of you outside and Montante in there, like with your wife, like that was like a funny bit to me and stuff. And it seems like you have an advanced sense of humor on that shit. What up, girlfriend? Um, but like... Hi, Alice. Uh, Hi, it just, it, it just seems like you should probably leave that out of it if you're not familiar with the situation. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't text someone's wife or girlfriend, and that's kind of where it goes with me. It's like, uh, all the, like, going back to the thing we were talking about before, it's like, no, fuck you, dude. I don't like you. Like, let's just th- deal with it. Uh, yada, yada. Whereas they want to, like, go after your, like, wife and fucking livelihood. I mean, and weird I, think we're getting, I think you guys are being a bit harsh here. The, the thing is, nipples and oh, Albert I'm not, did work. Nipples I'm on nipples' side. I'm a nipples, yeah, but, I'm a nipples advocate. I know you are, but they work together. They're like, Mike's just got to accept this is going to happen. Like, if you get into these sort of podcasts and there's real life stuff, you, you're going to have these little crossovers. And I, I don't... I don't think what Nipples did was wrong. I just think it, it's a bit awkward for Mike because he wants to, you know, a real clear distance between him and the audience. No, but you can't that, always do that. No, this is no Nipples is not just texting an old friend. He's telling everybody about it. He's doing well, it to, for this like this weird like Mike clout. Well, Mike should be flattered. He should be flattered that you know Nipples sees texting Alba as having some kind of clout. Um, I don't think he should be. I don't think he wants that. I don't think she wants that world. I don't think she wants that attention. I don't. I don't know her. But, but. Anyway, I was so I want to get into the Maz thing, but um, just on that when when um when I was waiting to go on the show on Wednesday or whenever it was, um, I, I could hear Mike and Carl, and Mike started talking to me, and I just said, "Hold on a sec, I'm just texting Alba," and he um he did not find that funny. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, all right, so fault. Go, no, go on. That's Nipple's fault because now he's made Mike now sensitive to having reacted to it. She didn't never wanted to. So now, like, no album stuff is probably ever funny to Mike. He's just got to surprise well, it you, now. You know it hit you know it struck a chord because it's like people can call in and make fun of her being a a sex slave, B like a sex slave construction worker for Blind Mike's daddy, uh C like this giant footed Albanian like hair 
thing. Like, like there, there's all this shit that he takes with totally a grain of salt, and it's just Mike being Mike, and he's a very professional guy about it. But that seems to have fucking struck a nerve for sure, yeah. which uh, was pretty wild to see. So, all right, I want I want to talk about the Mads thing now, st- straight up. Clearly, this is basically all Carl's fault. And you know, he tweeted out the video. He wanted to get Mads suspended. He's the snake in this. So I accept that. But I also think that it was very cute for Kirk to kind of play dumb during this whole thing. So, you know, Kirk retweets it. Then he goes on his show and talks about it. And then he's basically daring the globe to do something. He's saying, if you don't do something, you're hypocrites. And, you know, they, they basically between Cull and Kirk, they amplified what Maz said to as many people in the Boston market as possible. And here's where I did – and you cannot – it's impossible to argue with those guys. When you call in, there's three of them. You, you can never win an argument. But what I wanted to say was, you know, Kirk and Cull have much more influence in the Boston market than they do when they bring on some, you know, idiot from wherever, Tallahassee or something. So it's it's a big difference when those two talk about something in the Boston market. And so, you know, they really were happy to see Maz get in trouble. That was my um, issue with the whole thing. I've got no problem. I think that Colin Ain did the right thing as a producer, as a content maker to – to flag that and get it and give it to him. Imagine Cullinane, Kirk knew that Cullinane watched it and somebody else gave it to Kirk and Kirk knew that Dave was withholding it. Dave did the right thing bringing that over. It's fucking, it's, it's good content. I think it's horseshit. I think there's nothing racist about it, but damn it, that's good content regardless with, with excellent video. I think he's got to do it. I have no problem with that. I think that, I, I do think that the, the Globe, Kirk is right. The Globe would be less likely to take it if Kirk Minahan is handing off a story to them because they they hate him. They never want to give him validation. Um, but that said, I think Gaspar is a dickhead. And I think he's a pussy and a two-faced, pseudo-intellectual, fucking race-baiting asshole. And I, 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 I'll tell you what, Menners, you impressed the shit out of me this week. The, the, even for you to say that, Alice like ran to me with the phone saying, oh, my God, you see what Menners is saying? That's pretty goddamn, pretty god. That's a smack across the face with the glove to uh, KMS right there to pull that shit, and then to show up. I think you held your own, man. I thought I thought you were great, and I thought the, the pile on Dave's pile on was whatever. He's not a real human being, but Mike's was. Ugh, <laughs> man, that, I never want to hear that Mike again. Dave, no, Dave, Dave's title is producer. And to produce that amount of views and eyeballs and ears that hear the name of your show, see the name of your You're show. Just a scumbag, scumbag Dave movie. He could have just let it Dave go. did exactly right. what a producer. He produced right. as much no. as okay, he possibly good. could for the show. Okay, but it's a scumbag move. Uh, like, no, why? In you what know, way? That industry in Boston. I'm walking up the street and I see fucking... Uh, goddamn, who's super famous right now? Uh, Tom Hardy or something, just beating someone with a brick. And it's I have not the same thing, is it? That's not the same. And it's like, thing. oh wait, Tom Hardy was really good in Bronson. That's I not the same thing. That is the worst analogy Why? I've ever heard. The whole thing is, people have been going through Kirk's shows for years and finding yeah. any little joke they say and sending it to advertisers. And, he and what Carl did was he like found some little joke hero. that Maz said, who Maz is a great guy, he's really sick, He they shouldn't, and Carl should have just let the joke go. Like, 
if you wanted to start picking through KMS and taking jokes and sending them to people and putting them on the web, you know, I just think it's a slippery slope. It's for, for those guys that are so uh, do a comedy show that's against cancel culture. I think it's dangerous to and be he doing is, that. I think it's bullshit. I think that Kirk was the best thing for Boston radio, that Boston radio certainly sports morning, early drive, uh, morning drive has ever had. It was the best goddamn show. The guy laid it out there for everybody he went the extra mile every time when he was out there. It was incredible what he did for everybody. And the the, the fucking tribunal of uh, people like uh, Shirley Lung and the progressives in Boston decided, and the media progressive people like Gaspar decided that Kirk had to be fucking go to the gallows because what he had done was uh, he was hurting feelings and not acting like being boring like they are. And so he did that for him to be treated like that and him to get this little piece in, to say, okay, okay, tribunal, here, here's one of your guys, fucking do it. I have no problem with him wanting to blow up the machine like that. I have no, I understand it. I think it's great. I think Tony Maz, it, it, I, I felt bad for him at first, but that apology made me think, fuck you, man. You're he, in his apology, he was throwing people under the bus. I'm not one of the bad ones. I'm not one of the bad ones. I'm on the right side of this. Not like Kirk and Jerry. I'm a, like, fuck you, man. I have no problem with Kirk wanting to blow. Every fucking Boston radio show, other than anybody at Odyssey, up obviously. Um, I have no problem with it at all. I it's just hypocritical. Empathize. That's all. It's just hypocritical. Yeah, you know, that's what Shirley and Bob do to him all the time. He they find little things sponsors. that Kirk says that come across as off color, and they send it to advertise. And now he, no. Kirk's producer, is getting that little bit of audio, and he, they're amplifying it so everybody can <laughs> see, and so Maz can lose all this money. And the thing is, Jim Murray, who's a big fan of KMS and almost part of the show, how much money has he lost from this? Lots, because advertisers are going to start walking away. So. You know, this is a dog shit move from Carl. It's a scumbag move. It's a stab in the back move. You guys can sit there it going, might be a couple oh, this of is those it. things, and, but and, it, and, it was a totally professional producer move. Yeah, I, I don't, and you're pointing out a and you're pointing out a hypocrisy. Kirk proved his point two years ago. Why does he have to keep trying to prove it just to dance on somebody's grave? It, it's sad. It, that's all. It's sad. It's not dancing on somebody's grave. He's making them hold to the same standard they held him to. He's making them hold other people to the same standard. He's making yeah, that's, them that's, that's, that's when you're in, that, that's what about is, and that's when you're in. You know, you, you're getting on a slippery slope. But it's unbecoming for Kirk, who's so intelligent. I to honestly, be doing that. right now, Menners, no joke, feel like this is the difference between you not having listened to Kirk during the EEI days and hearing the struggle. I, really I heard truly, the whole thing. I heard the whole I thing. I truly believe that right now. Like, you weren't there but every that's what I'm saying. Day. That's what I was No, 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 no. I, was I think you're wrong. Like, you're very wrong about this. So, so this now thing. he's putting it because on to you Maz. Because you were the so, times, like, during when the fucking destruction of Kirk Menahan was happening. I the most inexplicable marketing move any so now fucking Kirk's radio doing it to Maz. ever now done Kirk's ever. doing it to Maz. Destroying Diamond. So now and Kirk's fucking, you weren't there for that. So I really don't feel like in this case, like you're actually an authority on this because I, I think I listen to wrong. all those shows. I I think you're wrong. There's no equivalent. You're wrong. You're, like, you're wrong. Richardson and Shirley. Shirley. Shirley used the backing of the globe. These people were trying to kill him. I know. I and Richardson. I'm not saying. Use his Kirk, son and the LGBTQIA plus ampersand shit to go and after Kirk and Carl, right. what they did in the same ballpark. All basically, Kirk is because I suffered, I want Mads to suffer. That's what it is. That's all it is. That's, well, that's whatever, God bless, whatever drives him. If it's revenge, then that's good because that's why he's great. 
Absolutely. Okay, he deserves good. it. Yeah, like, they because Kirk suffered, it. Maz should suffer. And, you know, Carl got his scalp. He got all his views online. He, <laughs> he got produced, a little bit of shine. He, he got written up in a paper. He got his gotcha moment on someone. He made this into a win. He didn't. What if, we, like, people started grabbing, like, the sort of, you know, veiled homophobic comments that Cullinane's made and just clipping them out of context and sending them around? Like, it's it's just a bad, bad look for the KMS show. Well, Other shows can do it, but I thought KMS was better. Context, that's one thing. But if you're, like, literally, like, watch this guy say this really dumb thing Yeah, but thing they explained camera, it afterwards. And then Fox News is talking and... about your podcast. I, I feel like it's kind of a win for a producer. Yeah. Good, good, like good. good. I'm glad you guys say that way. Oh, you, you're not going to talk me down. Um, so, so who's who's Kirk allowed to go after then? Do you have a special, uh, you know, d- desire to protect Tony Maz? Are you a Maz fan? I'm a big Maz fan. Fucking A, really? Why? Why? I, I just think he's great. Um, but also, oh, uh, like, how can you I think, think if Kirk somebody else and think Tony Maz is great? If somebody else, you know, tweets something out and it gets, if, if say somebody else had tweeted he's the Maz great. thing, out and it gets talked about and then they react to it that's fine i just have a problem with them being the instigators of the stick you know like they've got to talk about the news but i, I that's all like they're the ones You're now with the stick and and so no, the police Cullinane's the police he's going mask, around use your mask off when it comes to tony maz and no and- no no i just think you know carl's obviously now looking to catch people if Tony somebody Maz else has wandered around a fucking felger's tit for years and then all, all of a right. sudden fucking ei ei intentionally commits mm-hmm. fucking ratings suicide by destroying kirk and callahan and then all of a sudden but, Tony but, Maz but is like, wait a minute how much is the bonus for this quarter oh my god like like what, what makes fucking that dude so great i understand he's uh, sick and whatever and, but like, getting, gives uh, it, like with it, amanda dobbins the amanda dobbins thing is a good example <laughs> Because um, Mike brought this up. It was his when he was shouting at me at something about Amanda Dobbins. Now, I will say, I don't know Amanda Dobbins. Like, never, I never, I, I gather she's a presenter over there. Um, but I don't know her. I haven't heard of her before since. Is she, I don't even know if she's from Boston or somewhere else in the US. I don't but, know her either. Blind Mike was saying Kirk found some audio of her saying about the Fox News girls. And Kirk brought that in. And 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 I sort of thought, well, if if they had got in trouble, um, sorry, uh, if they had got in trouble, if if Amanda Dobbins had got in trouble because of Kirk, then that would be the same thing. Like, I, I just think it's weird that Kirk's now looking for gotcha moments. That's all. That's all. Well, they've always been scrutinizing media members for whatever they could, for anything, whether or not it's a guy who said the homophobic slur about San Francisco or whatever. They go after whoever's there because they're bringing the best content to the air for us. I have no problem with that. I have no problem going with Amanda Dobbins or whoever it is. No, I, I mean, enjoy it when they react to news, but I don't enjoy it when they're like when trying to get people Fourier in trouble. did his Don Yee thing, is he not supposed to, So, like, Fourier does his Don Yee thing. Is Kirk not supposed to react to that? Yeah, but he got suspended for it, so of course they're going to talk about it. I would. Be, the problem would be if if Carl and Kirk had been the ones tweeting out the sound, going, "Oh, look at this Why? joke for you made." Why? Because it's that's there. my that's my opinion. It's Tom Hardy smashing someone with a brick over okay. the head. Well, it's not. Up the it's street. not. Take the video. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's just a philosophical difference. Cause, and it, I think it does go back to what you said, Tim. I saw how miserable Kirk was, and it just. It d- disappoints me that Kirk would want to then be on the other side and see Maz or whoever get in trouble. That's all. 
as a bloodthirsty or revenge driven person, I I wholeheartedly a wholeheartedly one hundred. If they have the filter on that you want them to have on, Menners, that show will suck. It will not be as good. If you want I mean, them to use those filters to make sure that we're not, you know, or do no harm to anybody in the business, that's terrible. A lot of people in business have it coming, as a matter of fact, especially in the Boston. Dude, imagine, they like... To, they were happy to see him, uh, you know, beat to death, like Minahan. They were happy to watch that happen to him. So bring on the revenge, as far as I'm concerned. No, none of us are famous, least of all Shattuck. But imagine there being forces <laughs> in this world. Like, imagine, like, your life... Like, and especially if you are dealing with, like, mental illness, to, like, be excelling at something that you have a passion for that you're great at. And there's literally people that, like, every day, the first thing they think of is, like, I'm going to fucking destroy this man. And I have resources and a, a, a platform to do so. I, Dude, I, in, in this in, case, I really think they should be celebrating, like, just the fucking with the bad guys and, and Tim, if that were it if it were just Shirley in Murchison but there were people in Kirk's own building who were yep. trying to destroy him wouldn't help him who wouldn't who wouldn't yep. tell these these sponsors who called up and said a guy from wherever Murchison from called up and he said that he, he's uncomfortable with the way what Kirk and Jerry said about trans people a sales guy should say well that's fine you should tell him to fuck off because Kirk and Jerry do a lot of good work and they're raising a lot of money and they're helping you doing this. And I mean, these people, they, these guys got no protection. They got none of the respect they should have. And so what Kirk's looking back at the entire radio structure of Boston and he's happy to throw a grenade in there. And I don't blame him. I don't blame okay. him. And, and just like little things like collateral damage. How much less is the Jimmy fund getting during a fucking like fundraising drive with the fucking clowns in the morning now. Okay, and how much money to Felger and Maz raise that they're not going to raise now? I mean, it's the same thing, you know. You oh, guys, but but they're going to lose sponsors from this. I mean, you know, this is this is going to have effects right. They're going to the do line. a fifteen next book, no matter what. It doesn't matter. So, Manners, if if Rich Keith to uh, Monday mistakenly says the N word, is Dave not to touch it and make it public? Uh, that, that's a different one. Saying the N word on air, I think. But yeah, I mean, I, I the fact that Cullinane was the one clipping it up is is disturbing. And so Dave shouldn't talk. I think it's a bit different if someone says the N word on air because I think you know that's going to get clipped by somebody. Like that's you not going to change his business card to not producer. Like right. yeah, I don't understand. That. Like I. I don't. I, I, uh, I just think Cullinane should have let that one go. And, you know, clearly Cullinane doesn't care about his friends. He doesn't care about Jim Murray. That, that's fine. You know, what he's not a loyal guy. How can they spot it? You can't do, have the Kirk Minahan show if somebody – We could disagree on this, guys. It's You know, it's ugly what some Minahan fans have become. That's all I'm saying. So okay. you um, can't have the Kirk Minahan show and launch the show every day as long as it's not going to upset Jim Murray or Tony Maz. Or like who yes, else? Yes, like anybody in yes, Boston media, we can't yes, say anything. Yeah, you're it's right. Megan Ottolini, make sure that she's not yep. upset about anything Kirk says. Yep. Then what is he going to do? A gardening show? How how would you feel if you made uh, an off color joke, Tom, and Cullinane tweeted it out, and you got fired from your job? It would be fucking fantastic if uh, if I knew that many people listened for it to get to me <laughs> back to me. Um, but if I made it all off, I, I mean, I, they could now. I, I don't know. I'm shocked that I'm, I haven't been fired from my day job already, to be honest. I mean, the, what Kirk and Jerry said compared to what I, I mean, 
what, what I say now, but they have a big relationship. They're number one. I'm in the 55th market. So, like, okay. I got a little protection there. <laughs> well, okay. So, you, you, you're sort of backing me up. If you're they, backing me up, though. So, I agree. Well, no, no, no. If Dave, if Dave sold me out because I said something like, like that, yes. I would understand. That's the cold way okay. it is. It's okay, like good. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm a nicer guy than you guys. That's no, all. you've gotten if you you've gotten the treatment from Harrison, right? Where like he'll have a picture of you and he like does something like vicious. Yeah, it's fucking mean and vicious. And he's Harrison's really brilliant at really being fucking mean with that stuff. But that's his job. And I mean, and I'm it's just it's just what it is. Sometimes you get stung. Right. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Um, all right, so. Next thing, uh, <laughs> Tim, I'm going to throw this one at you because you are not just a big Minifan person but also a big fan of complete fruitcakes. So on that show that I argued with Kirk on, we had three great calls. We had Clemmer doing um, Jimmy Carson, but then we had Trent, who was a legitimate whack job, and then Jay somehow got through three times with complete nonsense. You yeah. must have loved that, Tim. It appeared to be um, a contest uh, to see who could call in with the most uncomfortable call and be the craziest, and everyone was winning. Um, it was. It, I love Jay. So people hate Jay, all right? And they really – so, like, everyone that's in a chat with him hates his guts. Everyone that does a show with him hates his guts. And uh, most people that interact with him hate his guts. But – Jay's another fucking person in this little like universe that I've conversed with from the top of Maine all the way to the bottom of Mississippi. He's in Mississippi. Like I like Jay. I like Jay in personal. You're the only one that likes him. You're the only fan I like. I don't, I don't mind that. I like, I like Jay, especially in person. He reminds me of people I grew up with, like actual, like real friends. Like that's just the way it is. So I've, always got a soft spot for him but those calls were wild uh and trent's appearance in the studio is going i I, i'm very much looking forward to that show i think it's going to be an intimate look into a life that i probably should know nothing about just like every other day (laughs) and uh, tom if you need to go buddy i know you've got four kids and stuff you can dive off anytime what do you mean you're trying to get rid of me no, you're, it looks like you're on your phone or something. I got um, a, people I didn't say goodbye to. That's okay. I just thought Alice might be messaging saying hey, how are no, you? The, no, the people who I didn't say goodbye to while I was talking, I just told them that. I, 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 thought, I thought Nipples was texting Shattuck. Like, what up, boo? Alba. He's texting <laughs> Alba. Shattuck's uh, uh, well, texting Alba. <laughs> uh, Tim, on, on, on Trent, he's a lovely guy, but I, I really think he should put himself on a timeout for a couple of weeks. Don't go in any shows because there's what the problem is now. There's all the idiots like the J, the J crowd are trying to lead him astray because he's yeah. very innocent. You know, they're telling him things like you should take a gun to the will to the main show, and he thinks they're being serious. Oh, um, god, yeah. um, it. The thing that hurts me with Trent, much like Nipples not disclosing the Alba text, Trent has not reached out to me for anything. He's not hit me up for advice on anything, lodging, things to do while in Maine. It's like I don't exist to Trent South. And that that's the only part that hurts me as far as like egotistical. <laughs> he's not he's not he's not hitting me up with uncomfortable DMs. And I, I feel like I kind of want that a little bit. Like I could I could use that. So um it, that's the only part that's bothering me. I think it'll be good for him to get in there, but I agree with you. Maybe 
stop, especially when Kirk is like explicitly saying like stop doing this, and then you kind of keep doing it. It might not be a good call. So you would love Trent. I reckon you and Trent at the Portland show, Tim, will just have the best time. You, Trent, and Jay sitting there shooting the shit. Um, it'll be great. Did you meet Jay while you were here? I did, I did, and it was. He, he's a he's a good guy. He, he's not a bad guy, but he's insane, and he's insane yeah, in person. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Of course, yeah, he is very crazy. But I mean, I mean, Tom, what do you think when you hear Jay call in saying stuff like racism isn't real, and you probably agree with him? But then he goes off on all these tangents. I mean, do you just like because you don't know him like we do? Like, no, we, no. We, we've gone behind the curtain, and we know it's equally as horrifying behind the curtain like when you just hear those calls like you just like what is he saying well what i don't like about it is it's not really like playing within the universe you know it's his own outside freelance stuff you know with the with the takes it's kind of like it's pretty inside yeah it's it's pretty inside like you get to really be like be able to speak jay to like fully transcribe the whole thing like uh but yeah yeah i mean it's it's his own like personal struggle with the show he's obviously having like this existential struggle with the like the show itself and Mm. it's playing out and we get to listen to it like a couple times terrible terrible it's struggles happening it is nice to have Clemmer back, I have to say. That casting call was good. I'm a Clemmer guy. He made some mistakes. We've all made mistakes, you know, Carl included. And um, There was one thing Clemmer said that I thought that I really didn't like. And this was, you, you probably don't remember this was a tiny little thing. I like Clemmer too. And I, I thought it was cool. I think he should have continued with the movie shit. I don't understand why nobody can finish anything. But anyway, but one time uh, Kirk and him were disagreeing about something. And and Kirk said, uh, Clemmer said, oh, you're wrong about that. And Kirk said, no, you're wrong. And Clemmer said, well, it makes me wonder if, uh, like, how good and truthful the case is going to be. And I thought, wow, as if in, like, shot at his credibility. It was just said. It was, like, almost under his breath. I missed that. I, yeah, I, good. I, I guess uh, I missed that. Uh, sorry, Tom, but Kirk can go low very easily. I mean, he, he, he went low. He goes low all the time. I think anything is on, on the table with Kirk, absolutely anything. I understand that, but I think like going after the the veracity of the work he's doing on the case and stuff, that's like uh, that's it's a joke. It's a joke. Is it a joke? Yes. I don't know. A lot of stuff. It doesn't sound like jokes uh, to me. I mean, that's uh, oh, who, who, what was it that you said? Oh my God, he was going to jump down your throat when you talked about you've done a bit of crying too, to Kirk. Yes. Did you feel that that you, was a line? Did you have that one loaded up in the no, chamber no, no, before no, you not went at all? No, no. What do you mean? What do you mean? Did you feel your danger sense uh, increasing? Yeah, I, I, yep, yep, I did. That, that, I, look, I was happy with that one. I, I got a good jab in there that time. Oh, I thought he was going to explode. Oh my God, I, I did too. Um, I think that's when I knew he wanted to get me off. Then it was like, okay, it, it's getting too ugly. Let's go. It was electric. Anytime yeah. uh, Kirk is screaming and like. Dave screaming is funny to me just because it's like, I don't know, we just like whatever. But like hearing Kirk, when he gets to like screaming level, it, it I mean, 
captivating great episode like i mean yeah. you, you got dominated like i said and you're a giant hypocrite but like it was a great great moment i mean you can't win you can't win three uh, against one and carl turns you down and kirk cuts you off <laughs> mid-sentence so you can't no it's, it's true he does you got potted down he potted he you does because no, he pot he put and he couldn't finish the sentence uh which is fine you, it's the kirk minahan show carl's supposed to make him win. so did you not get so you only found that out afterwards listening again you 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 noticed that you were potted down but also, if you listen to when Trent calls, uh, Kirk jumps in and Carl pots him down, and Kirk goes, oh, is Trent still there? And then Carl pots him up again. So that's his tactic. If you go back and listen, it's right. all there. Which is a radio thing, you know. You yeah, know. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I went in knowing I was going to lose. You can't, you can't win up against Kirk. I mean, he's... Well, but Kirk a, is also wrong. Especially with such a fucking horrible one-sided take. Oh, uh, yeah. whatever. Uh, just moving on from that, I want to talk about Julian Montante's show because it's been universally... Can, can I ask you something yeah. before we move yes. on? Yes. Can, can, can we discuss whether or not the, the Maz thing was racist? I mean, not really. I, mean, I don't want to get into it. I don't care. What do you mean you don't care? You, he's your buddy. You were defending him. It was a bad joke. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think it was racist. It was due to the fact that um, two people stole Maz Felger's car, and it right. was an inside joke. Right. Exactly. And then the, there were some dudes in a business center that didn't look like they should be in a business center because they weren't wearing yes. suits. Right. Yes. There's nothing wrong with it. It was funny. Right. Well, there you go. That's all I wanted. That was no, that, that's why and that's why it's egregious that Dave Cullinane, you know, is jumping up and down. And at the end of Friday's show, someone said Maz shouldn't have been suspended. And Carl's like, oh, he should have been suspended, which is just like, okay, so you really are rooting for getting, you know, getting – you want Mads' fucking head up there next to John Stewart painting. Um, but Julia Montante's show got a lot of praise. Um, I thought it was a good show. What did you think? She's great. Like she holds her own totally in on the joke. Um, and it's one of those people like just came out of nowhere. Uh, her brother won the hot dog eating contest up in Madawaska too, I believe Really on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Her brother fucking um, uh, just like mowing him down. And it, it, it's funny like that. She's now part of like the rotation. She holds her own. She's good. And then Montante, like every time he's in there, it's solid. It's nothing. Yeah. It's not like, like, oh, that was one of the greatest things I've ever heard. But at the same time, he definitely does well every time. He's pretty polished. He can talk. And like I said, the, the, the glimpse into his personal life, that was fucking wild shit. So, no, that was a great episode. I think the Friday episode was uh, like a great way to end a really, really solid week. Yeah. Montante did a lot of interrupting. Julia would start to say something, and then Monte would just Montante would just jump in over the top of her. Um, but you, you talk about glimpse into the personal life. I thought that stuff about Julie's dad, like the hoarding stuff, that Unbelievable. is terrifying. I mean, Tom, I mean, you're you know that could be you in not yeah you know, not that too distant future. I mean, well, scary. I won't, I won't live to be nearly that old. It's <laughs> just weird when someone is like financially viable and able to live like a normal person. And like, like she said, he owns the properties and they might not be like high value properties, but he's like a property owner. Like that can like cover the taxes on his properties and shit. So it's like, you could like leverage yourself and like have a normal life. 
but like that becomes a deeply psychological thing when you choose to live like that. Like you're just choosing to live like that. Oh yeah, yeah. probably something else. Different. Big so very yeah. interesting to see because I mean, Hoarders is a wildly successful, long-running television show. So to actually meet a person that's like, yeah, my dad's essentially a hoarder. Like he's probably got dead cats in there and shit like that. And it's just like, huh, that's a fucking real thing. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, it's just another thing I should not know about this real estate lady's fucking uh, cat dad, like mm. down in South Carolina or whatever. Like, and that's just another glimpse. I mean, that it, it, it's constant. It's constant. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it makes it such dynamic and unique entertainment that you really can't get like elsewhere. You probably shouldn't get it anywhere, but you can't get it. Any, you can't get it elsewhere. So, yeah, I think, she, I think, I think she's great. I think that she's like, you would call her around here. Like she's like a strong New England woman. I think she can hang with the boys. She's a guy's girl. <laughs> you know, you could do Jaeger shots with her. You could hang out. Like she's obviously she's cool. She has no baggage or hangups, which is like, which is awesome. I thought that her insight into stuff like the Michelin restaurant review stuff and et cetera. I thought all that stuff, stuff was interesting. I mean, yes, she, she's yes. solid. She had no airs about her. There's no like false. I think she's a tiny bit nervous still because it's all at the whole new place. Dude, but, but then I mean, some pervert calls in and says, Hey, where do you like to take a load? And she says my back. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> you've yeah. done it. You've done yeah. it. You're good. Uh, and like, I, I feel like that was starting to border on the inappropriate, like as far as like where, that's probably something Barstool in this day and age uh, is not wanting, like to have like random fucking perverts call in and ask a chick where she like, like, you know, uh, I think that was starting to get into a weird territory uh, that probably isn't as uh, popular nowadays uh, with the brand. But, but I also think she I also, took it. She took it well. I mean, totally. and just rolled with it. She just rolled with it. So but I also I mean, think that, that she can tell. Oh, you know, she's a street smart woman. She can mm. probably tell from the first, you know, radio wave of his voice hit that yeah. she's dealing with a pussy who is not an actual threat. There's no part of her like who thought, "Oh my goodness, this guy is go- is offensive to me." You know, and I think that like I I have, I have no problem with the guys trying that. I kind of think it's funny when they throw like just filthy stuff at these women, especially the ones who can take it. They're like, whatever. You know, she's more nervous about being in front of Kirk Minahan. And she's about guys talking about spunking on her or whatever. It's like there's. Oh no, she rolled with a per. Like that was just like that could have been a really awkward moment. She's like, ah, my back, whatever. Like deedly do next play. <laughs> it's pretty. I don't know. It's- oh, even when she said that. Oh, talked about it, she was with other guys before her husband. Like, <laughs> obviously, yeah, right. Because she's a grown woman, whatever, and it happens. But still, that's still like there's no husband who wants to hear that. Yeah, that is like ballsy. That is such a great like. Just skip ahead fifteen, hun. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like it when Kirk has two people in. I, I would think though that I think less of Carl when he's got two people would be good. Like we hear enough of Carl. I right. thought Carl maybe tried to insert himself in too much. Yeah, but it matters. I think he, the Carl is trying to fill a void that he's worried that the guests uh you know aren't uh, don't aren't dimensional enough to to fill those chairs so that he might have to help and be like his, his work closer with with kirk at least when yeah, i yeah but uh, like, um, yeah i, I but, disagree but i think that. there should be there should never be a show where mike isn't in as far as i'm concerned mike should mm-hmm. always be there and then add more people if you want to but, but what about bo jackson surely bo jackson 
Bo Jackson cancels out Blind Mike. Bo Jackson should have a full time job with with um, Jerry. Okay, but like but he can't do what Blind Mike does. Mike Mike is has got his fastball. Mike is absolutely in his prime now. I mean, he's his, perfect. He's perfect. Legit, Mike, legit, Mike is Mike is peaking. Every little yep. interjection, every little quip, and exactly like his timing. And it's really underrated. Like mm-hmm. his timing is phenomenal, and his voice—that fucking like newscaster NPR fucking—it just like it—and it, it, it sounded like it was like a show at first. Like he—he he was playing like a character the way he talks. That's just how Mike talks, and it's phenomenal. He's a perfect foil for Kirk, and every time he's in, it's good. He never—he yeah. never misses at this point. He's and I think Mike's biggest credit. Mike, I think Mike's biggest credit is he knows where Kirk is always going. With the joke, how yep. often does Kirk make a joke at Carl, and Carl just does not pick up on it, mm-hmm. and he just looks at him with a dumb face? You know, Mike, that never happens to like ninety nine percent of the time. He knows well, which way Kirk's going. And I don't know, Tim, if you do, do you do radio, Tim? Uh, no, no. Okay, I don't know. No, I, know no. That, I know that Manners is a broadcaster, but you, you know, you can tell there are producers who just aren't into a lot of parts of the job. And you can tell that with Dave. Dave's not into having drops. He's not into booking guests. He no. does, it bores him personally, so he's just not into it. He wasn't in it with Jerry. Could never get you guess with Jerry. <clears throat> so that's like definitely manners. I there is a deficit there. Although, I do well, like- ladies and gentlemen, that's been the Dave Cullinane Hate Hour. Thank you for joining us. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I don't. I, I like Dave. I'm a Dave fan. I don't know. I, don't I like know. Dave too. Yeah. Um, he did say when they were talking about sex, he said about, he said foreplay was 75% of it and I can't last long. So he said he's got a micro penis and he can't last long. Just another um, glimpse into a life that we probably yeah. shouldn't have. Uh, just like Montante every mm. time fucking. <laughs> have, have either of you two asked your lovely partners to do the Yoshi sound since the Friday show? I didn't even know what that sound was. Yeah. You see, Yoshi's a miniature like dinosaur that Mario rides, and Yoshi has an extendable tongue that goes to pull the uh, uh, mushrooms and other things in to like power up Yoshi and Mario uh, subsequently because they're touching. Oh, I see. So uh, is that so- a metaphor for something that's happening? Is she making the sound while something like Yoshi is happening? Yeah, that would be the Yoshi sound yeah, yeah. of uh, that's what uh, she was munching saying, yeah. up uh, apples and uh, mushrooms and stuff. Oh, I see. So, so he, Mister, he was probably, um, he was probably <laughs> sounded out. Come on, I, I'm trying to say it in a way right, that with Dave won't roll on it. And send it to Odyssey. He was probably trying to give her um, pleasure while she made that sound. You think? Who knows? But I'm glad you're going this way. Um, maybe. Um, maybe she, but maybe it could be like she's taking the appendage at that point. She's, I'll oh, really? give it to me. Yeah, depends. Anyway, it was wild. It was wild. Very, as you say, Tim, stuff that we shouldn't probably know about. Um, on Friday's show, there seems to be a, a Shane versus Harrison thing happening. Uh, I just want to put it out there. I'm a Harrison guy. I think Harrison should be able to stay at KMS as long as he wants to. Um, Shane's great, but he's Johnny come lately as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, you know, Harrison has, you know, made fun of all of us, especially me and Tom, but I'm a Harrison guy. Harrison's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yes. He's the, the blind mic equivalent of the graphic shit and the stuff that he puts together. He's fucking a cruel motherfucker, but he's brilliant. 
you, you can't lose him. I don't really know what, what Shane does. I mean, nothing, he, nothing. He cuts mate, and that's it. Yeah. Shares Kirk, a few links. Kirk seemed to have given a good assessment as far as Harrison could do better than this. He could parlay this into a better position doing what he knows and likes. Whereas uh, Shane, this could possibly be like the best he could ever get and then better than what he has now. So I think that might've been a fair assessment. I mean, I I don't know what, you know, I don't like, I don't know how stimulating meat cutting is. He obviously has a passion for what he's doing and he's putting together some really good stuff. Uh, And like Dave said, very importantly, probably, especially to Kirk, he doesn't, ask questions he doesn't contact them he just does his thing so that's probably pretty valuable to have like an autonomous yeah. like person that even though they you know the J- johnny come lately so to speak uh at the same time he's just cranking shit out and you know it's probably better than fucking cutting up a shoulder fucking roast or some shit i don't know keep them both as far as i'm saying keep yeah, them yeah. Both. yeah good stuff but yeah harrison has to stay now we've got some great listener questions here then we've got what are you watching are there any show topics either of you two would like to bring up that you want to get off your chest no i think we're good here uh no right. we can move along um i hope tim and canton's doing well i don't know if he called from the hospital on friday was that so deal that, that those pictures of i think it was i think it was yeah um, so I hope he's doing well. Sending all our love from the Minna fandom. Wait, show. what happened to Tim and Ken? I I don't know if he's made it public what what happened to him. Uh, oh, yet, but I hope he's doing well. I don't think it was Jesus Christ. Shout out Tim. Shout out, yeah, uh, buddy. Goddamn. All I will say is in our messages, I said to him, I just want to make sure you've got an action plan for who gets the KMS diary if this doesn't work out well. Like that's got to be passed on. Like the, the KMS diary that he's kept can't just languish in Tim's basement. You know, if he if he does a John Stewart and disappears on us, like there's got to be a plan to get that yeah. to a minute ban. Yeah, lone survivor type or yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, designated survivor. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Deal. All right. Let's get into the listener questions. We've got some great ones. This is from Minifan Laura. Thoughts on having two guests on at the same time? What do you guys think? I think we just talked about that. Yeah, four. I would have two and Mike. I would never have not have Mike. So that's a terrible idea. But anyway, um, is Dave's popsicle answer the single most baffling thing ever because it's been days and I still can't get over it? Now, I don't know if you remember, but I think Dave likened going down on a lady to licking a popsicle. And I think Lauren is trying to make the point that a popsicle is more phallic-shaped like it doesn't really remind me of doing that. So is Dave getting confused with what he does at rest stops to the other act? Correct. I just don't see how you don't go like, and even orange was weird to me. Like, I mean, peach seems like the obvious choice here. Like, right. Like it seems like a peach, like it's, uh, it's always kind of been like associated like that curvature and shit, like, or like it peeled orange or something. That's not a fucking popsicle like i don't i agree I, I don't care i don't know i don't care but that was a weird like uh it, it's I, I don't know like it's like what's your favorite part about a woman in your first instance like our fucking ears or something like, it was just like what that popsicle like i don't know how you definitely I, I don't know whatever <laughs> another glimpse into a man's life yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think he's getting confused with what he what what he wants to actually be sucking yeah, on. i don't want to, to, to suggest dave is not being straight up with people but 
he does throw shit in there to try to be interesting. That's just bullshit. Like, mm. there's, no, there's no fundraiser for his nephew who whose parents couldn't afford a surgery for him. You know, in a Paul McCartney get to heart. That didn't happen. It's like there's a lot of shit he said. Is it just what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do you think now? that's all bullshit? The whole Paul McCartney. Is. Of course it is. Wow. What? <laughs> so he's just living like a complete like. I mean, we, as I think he's smart, think he's smart enough. There's no. There's no surgery that the doctors aren't going to do because you you don't have the ten grand to afford it. Like, there is no way Dave Cullinane is that calculating, organized, nope. and intelligent. No way to lead this double life where he's just making up like content. He made that up absolutely. A lot of the stuff I think he makes up. If I was interesting, that- that's an interesting mm-hmm. take. I, I that's a really interesting take, Tom. Like you I know, this never- whole thing about the teacher and like, oh, I was victimized because she spread her legs and I'm victimized. Well, yeah, that's made up for sure. That's made that up. Was, that's just one of the that- things. How he that, I, think he, I think he believes that. I think he Dave believes is, that. Dave is AI. So he thinks, he mimics, he grabs from Wikipedia like things that people would say if they were the second chair, and he says them on air, but they're none of it's believable. It's all just... That's actually good news. Maybe chat GPT will be producing the show in a year, and Dave yeah. will be on it, spinning it would, it chickens. Would drops, certainly. Yes. That's absolutely. interesting. Like it was always uh so when Steve was part of the show, it was always Steve, you know, like the Elias ruse and the knife in the tree, like all those things that it just like couldn't possibly be real. Um I never thought of that with Dave. That's an interesting take, Tom. Right, but um, Steve is a Steve is a real human being, you know, with a soul and a great. you know, so Steve Brian. He is weird, you know, like when he when he said <laughs> I mean the Harlan Atkins stuff, etc. Like nobody would say that on purpose, really. Mm. But he's a real human being, and he does have a brain and a conscience. Like, but he was like flat out lying about playing high school tennis. And I mean, this is oh, this is a dead oh, horse. But like, there's no way that human being played right. tennis oh, not, not, not competitively, but like not even possibly ever before that. It was incredible. The yeah, only that, thing he was really honest about was breaking up his parents' marriage, and then he regretted that instantly. So he took Jesus the audio Christ. out. Oh, what are you how laughing? Was that? How beautiful was that? Within the first month, when Steve said, he, "My brother doesn't want us talking about the family anymore." Just the best. Just oh. the best. Anyway, if Dave's wife's thing of me is like a popsicle, that's a worry too. Get that Holly, checked out. Holly, a great name for a woman. Come, almost, come on. Always. What have you have you ever met her? I haven't, but it's almost almost all Hollies are attractive. She must be beautiful. Yes, so, um, I can't imagine Carl settling for anything other than a nine because he's so he thinks of himself as the same. All right, Ted Sarandis has a question. This is for you, Tim. Would Tim and Madawaska Rob ever collaborate on a show again? They were great. Yeah, we were gonna do um, the what's uh, Rob and Fuss Daddy. We're gonna provide. Um, co-hosting duties uh, for a little game show that I cooked up, but then I got lazy and busy. Um, I still think it's a good idea. I still think someone could run with it, to be honest, but it was just like a fun idea I had, um, and we you know, we basically got all the way to production where we were going to start, and then I just kind of pulled the plug because I had shit to do. Um, but, That's a shame. Yeah, no. Would yeah. you... Would- Get get onto that. Come on, man. We need some good Minifan fan content. You know, Dude. beyond average podcast is not gonna fill the hole. World, the world needs nuts nuts and bolts, buddy. I I, I get drill bits to sell. Sorry. Oh great, sorry. <laughs> mm. 
You want us to do free ads anymore, dickhead? Um, all right, Tom, this is for you. This is still from Ted. Could Shattuck and his wife simply do us all a favour and disappear? Now, I don't write the questions. Mm-hmm. I just read them out. Well, I mean, I don't insert myself really into the, show, the KMS show. I never, like, Agreed. send along audio for Dave. So I've always just been over here doing my thing. Um um so disappear no i guess i i guess by doing this i'm by, by being with you manners right now that i'm i'm kind of like appearing i, I begged you to come on so thank you don't don't listen to ted he's a great oh, fan but, he's not like, but like but 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 it is a a, a point it's like kirk is like are you taking this kirk, question kirk, too seriously no no no. but kirk is like tom just fuck off fuck off just like, jesus christ it's like i never sent any of this stuff over i just mm. do a show i've done for three years now Obviously, I love it, and I love the attention. There's no doubt about that. I think we're all prostitutes for, for, to some degree here. But um, I don't know what you're talking about. If you um, need me to disappear, I will disappear. <laughs> um, now, um, and last question, uh, this is to me from Ted. Could you encourage VB to have a Red Bull or at least a cup of coffee before his next appearance? Appearance? He's low energy, but I like VD, so take him the way he is it, he's the perfect one where you need a third person just to add a bit of punch like vd smart but slow um maybe you should get back on the juice um all right this is from shark minahan some comments on Mena's main show appearance audio and video quality was fantastic should you should bring you on more so just a peek behind the curtain dave said you know i can call you or video you in mm-hmm. and whenever i call there's a delay you can't really work out who's talking to you they're all shouting at you so i went in for the video option and went into my studio in the middle of the night to do it um and and it was much better because you could see it, it, was it was actually good. there was a slight delay where um, their voice and the video was slightly out of sync, but it was much better being able to see them. They are dickheads, though, especially Kirk. It was so late my time, and they spoke for like 20 minutes before they brought me on. So by the time I came on, it was like I was fucking tired. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, much better doing it that way. Uh, Shark Minahan, number two, Kirk had the better argument. Well, wrong. Uh, three, Menas won the day because he remained calm while the three of them screamed at him. I have to agree. I tell you, that was a that was a a brave heart show of courage last week. From first of all, you going out there and, and to, to hold, taking them to task, and then going head to head with them—that was pretty ballsy. All right, now next question from Mena Fandom to me: Did you wear the same shirt on Zoom this <laughs> week as you did in studio on purpose or just a happy accident? I didn't wear the same shirt. They're similar. Uh, men of fandom good good friend but they weren't the same shirts actually um shark minahan can we finally give dave cullinane some credit for his creative genius in bringing julie and montante in together it made for a terrific show and it's not creative genius it's dumb luck i don't know we all heard it he invited julie in and montante said i'm going to be in town and i think kirk just said bring them both in so like great Carl stumbled on something. And it's like most of the audio that Carl played, he doesn't actually find it sent to him. So Maz, yeah. Maz is really unlucky. <laughs> it's irrational, Dave. Hey. I, no, I love Dave. I really like Dave. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love Dave. What are you talking about? Oh, you're an animal. Shark Minahan, is it time for Kirk to re- retire the go listen to another podcast retort? Should he retire that? What do you think? 
No, it's always been a ballsy thing that he said. It, when he said it on radio to go listen, when he would tell people on the radio that they're not allowed to listen to the show anymore, that would imagine being a program director and having somebody say that, knowing there are people with PPMs with you know they are with with ratings devices out there for him t- ordering people to not listen to him ever again. That's ballsy. That's awesome. It's a Minahan calling card. All right, this is a question for you, Tom. From Kirk Seamus Millahan, is Tom capable of any fuck position other than lying on his back like Tony Soprano? That is a very good question because um, until a few months ago, and this is one of the reasons I told you at the beginning of the show that things had been going so well. Until a few months ago, no, no, I had there was nothing I could do. I had just I was the absolute laying in the back. Now I've I've got a bit of an ensemble now. It's a great Lovely. question. Yeah, and with, uh, with, a, with a little blue pill, I'm rocking and rolling now. Same. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Roscoe, uh, he we answered this question, Roscoe, about Mike dunking on me. Thank you, uh, Lonely Minifan. Is it acceptable that the only reason Trent is still going to be on the main show is to prevent him from killing himself? At what At what point should Kirk on move on from people like him? Disagree, Lonely Minifan. I actually think it's great Trent's coming in if if it saves his life. Absolutely. I mean, he's had. I mean, he's had a ton of losers in there, including you know Tim, Tom, and I. So. If we can go on, I'm sure Trent can go in. Yes, I think they should have Blind Mike there as well. Should Trent have a microphone? Probably not, but that's fine. Uh, I See, still think he should go in. This is one of those like Forrest Gump moments with Cullinane where it's like, yeah, uh, you know, I basically talked this guy off a ledge the other night. He's going to fucking off himself. He's like down south somewhere, yada, yada. And it like, it, it almost seemed like impossible to be true or like totally embellished. And then it turned out to be a hundred percent accurate. Just like, and it's one of those things where like he, he was saying, uh, Tom was saying like, you know, things, he, he just makes things up. And it was like that one to me sounded like pretty wild. And then it was just like, no, no, it's a hundred percent true. This fucking kid was going to like actually off himself. And Dave Colony talked him off a ledge. So it's like, I I think the opposite of Tom, I respect his opinion, but I think the opposite where it's just like he, all of these things have actually happened and he's just not eloquent enough to like verbalize it like a normal 100%. person would. Yes, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Unlike uh, you, Tim, who's very eloquent. Oh, I am a fucking you. speaking machine. You totally. are. Even, it's totally. even when you like like so trashed, you can still pretty much hold a sentence. I'm still yeah. getting over you almost falling off the balcony at the wheelbane. Oh, that was that was hard. Yeah. No, I like yeah. So I'm happy to have Trent in. Um yeah. and speaking of Trent, Marvin Gardens. Um Marvin Gardens, will you volunteer to come on the show for Trent South to shoot you? So that's directed at me. I think Kirk has made it very clear Trent should shoot Cullinane first. Hmm. Happy to be the second guy. I reckon I would heroically disarm Trent at that point and save Kirk's life. That's all. Well, Dave's already been threatened by the guy talking about the bridge in Watertown. Remember that? There's another Dave lie that a mafia guy pulled over and asked about a bridge. That's right. That was a bridge in 1923. So, whatever. 
Um, they are all the listener questions. So we're pretty much coming to the end of an absolutely jam-packed minute fandom, but we like to end, as always, even though he's excommunicated me, uh, a tribute to Red's, Red's parents, who are both dead now, but still love streaming stuff in heaven. Um, so, you know, what are Red's, What should Red's parents be watching up in the, uh, the pearly gates? Um, I'll start. I, I watched um, a show, Shrinking, on Apple TV, very good. It's with Harrison Ford and Jason Segel. Right. It's good comedy, definitely worth a watch. I started watching that movie Nope last night and Nope, that was not for me. Um, and I watched the Ant-Man movie yesterday, the new one, went to the cinemas. That was good. I give it like a 75, 77 out of 100. And I'm also watching Peaky Blinders the last season. I'm thinking of getting one of those Peaky Blinders sort of hats. What do you think, one of those um, – you know, twenties, thirties, little derby, like a derby hat. Yeah, I'm thinking of covering my bald patch with some little nice uh, piggy blinders hat. Um, what are you watching at the moment, Tom Shattuck? So I've been watching this um, this documentary about uh, Route sixty six. It's a terrible documentary. It's made half of it's made like in nineteen eighty eight. Then the second half is made in two thousand one, maybe. So the quality is terrible. And this guy who did it over those years gained about one hundred and eighty pounds. But it's fantastic, man. Just about these old places, old uh, hotels, restaurants, places where celebs used to stay, brothels. It's freaking awesome. And I, I just get into it. It's a total escape. It's like between that and then Kirk's show, it's the only escape I have from the shit I do all the time, which is politics. So, Route 66. What's it called? It's called Route 66. The Mother Road. Route 66. It's on uh, Amazon. The Mother Road. Yeah. The Mother Road. The guy says the truth. the play on that. Mother Road, where there's plenty of rest. Mother Road. And Julie's back. That's um, right. <laughs> that show was very sexual on Friday. It kind of, you Incredible. can tell Kirk's not wholly comfortable with that stuff. Like, he's funny. But- he never mentions, he never objectifies women, never gets like super sexual about stuff. He never, he never does. I find it odd. It's like, like it's the only thing he never does. I know I do it too much, which is probably some compensation thing, but he does My speculation is that he got a lot of blowback pers- into his close personal relationships when he called Aaron Andrew a bitch, whether that's wife, mother, whatever. And f- since then, he's been he's made some real lines in the sand. Um, yeah, he sure has. He sure has. I think that's where I think that's where it comes from. Um, what are you even watching, Mister Ridgels? What's what's a savant like you consuming at the moment? Fully addicted to Power Slap. I can't what is that? stop watching Power Slap. Uh, it's the oh, that's a reality show. Okay, so oh, yeah, my wife and I are massive uh, mixed martial arts fans. We watch basically every UFC. I have it on in the background. She's watching in the other room. Um, are you a Volkanovski and- fan or whatever it is? The Aussie guy. Yeah, he's I think he's the best pound for pound fighter in the world right now. But um, so like the main thing in all like combat sports, especially boxing, UFC, protect yourself, one, and protect yourself, two, you know. So this is the complete opposite of all all things martial arts. You just walk up to a table and you stand there as another human being clubs you in like besides like the back of the head where the brain stem is in literally the most sensitive area in your entire body. So you just stand there and get clubbed and you have to hold your hands. You have to hold your hands behind your back and just stand there and be clubbed. And so it's reprehensible. It's disgusting. It's horrible. It's the antithesis of all things martial arts where you're protecting yourself. It's an art. It's a sport. 
This is just two fucking numbnuts just beating the fucking <laughs> piss out of each other, and I cannot get enough. I am fully addicted. They have fucking, for some reason, Tony Khan's fucking with AEW, so AEW is taking its time slot, so they're saying it's been canceled already. I don't know. People are trying to cancel it. It can't be canceled. Power Slap is fucking great. Watch Power Slap. If Red's parents in heaven are watching something, watch Power Slap. It is fucking phenomenal. Do men do men slap women or just no no men slap men there uh That's this, a shame. It, there was there was some in the oh you got that they did like a um like a uh a, a pre like kind of stage thing where they had some fights early on as far as like to hype it up but the actual competition within the house like that mimics the ultimate fighter reality show it's all men uh heavyweights and welterweights but they just club each other like silly and it is incredible entertainment it's just incredible <laughs> entertainment it should not exist but it does and therefore you can it's wild i really want a minifan version of this like can you imagine like i don't know jay and sneak is slapping the shit out, out of each Dude, other or it, vd and red slapping each other or well you know. when when people used to duel if i if you piss me off and i threw a glove at your foot it wasn't like, hey, we take 10 paces, turn around and quick draw. It's literally you go out to the woods with your posse, your best man loads your gun for you, and you stand 10 paces apart and you flip a coin. And the winner of that coin toss gets to shoot first and the other guy has to stand sideways and receive it. And if you get to shoot back, you get to shoot back. But it's like a duel because most of the time the guy that wins the coin toss to slap first just absolutely knocks the other person out like cold. It's ridiculous. It's bad, dude. It is the antithesis <laughs> of all martial arts, but it is highly addictive. <laughs> highly addictive. I, I would never watch that. I would never in a million years. But uh, it, it doesn't surprise me you're into it. As I was saying, you love chaos. You love the craziest exist, shit in the dude. world. Like it should know, exist. It, I don't want does. it to catch on with like a, like every nineteen year old now is going to fucking slug me as I walk down the street. I'm I, I got a punchable face. <laughs> we know, we know. Um, well, that's what have you been watching? Uh, I've got to say, this has been a lot of fun catching up. I feel like you and I have we done a show together, the three of us before. I feel like we have a while ago, maybe last year or something. I, it's possible Tim was on something somewhere else with a bunch of people, like Danny and yeah. I might have done something or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We, this is so fun. Well, Tom, thanks for joining us. I mean, you've been on for an, an hour and over, over an hour and a half. So it gives Alice a break, which is nice. Um, yeah. You haven't had your, we haven't heard you yelling at the kids tonight. Um, no, I'm on uh, medication now. I'm mm. taking everything in stride. I love the little ones. I welcome them to any room I'm in at any time. And you're not even drinking straight vodka. Like last time we did a show together, you know, you had the straight vodka in the ice and. <laughs> Very possible. You're I had a rough drinking week, uh, earlier this month, or so I've I've curved some behaviors. It's good to hear. It's good to see you doing well because, you know, I'm a big Shattuck fan. Both of you, Alice. I, I was messaging Alice obviously when you guys separated for a while, um, but I've, I've resisted. <laughs> Who does now. get you in the, in the divorce? Actually, <laughs> uh, Tom. Um, probably you, um, Timmy. Th thanks for jumping on. H how are you going? Standard. Just fucking grinding, standard. One thing that's it. it's weird is, uh, and I realize this, is that you guys are coming out of, well, you're sort of the end of a long winter, so you're all, you know, sun-deprived, probably slightly depressed, you know, whereas over here it's the end of summer, so it's the opposite. You know, I've had, you know, 
you know, beautiful weather, going to the beach, walking in the park. It's 100 degrees. So I sort of get why, you know, maybe the, the mood between, you know, the Yanks and the Aussies is a bit different at the moment. You got to double down on the vitamin D, get some lion's mane mushroom that you want the fruiting bodies, just not the substrate. You want to get those fruiting bodies, get that lion's mane, improve everything, neuron function. Just it, that's that's what you need this time of year. A little bit of vitamin D and some lion's mane. You're good. Is that what you do, Timmy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you say lions? Lions, lions. Main, the lion's mane mushroom. I think you said lion, like lions like, of coke or something. No, no, no lions. lion's mane. It's just a oh, type right. of mushroom, and it's great for basically like uh, neuron function, um, which is hysterical that I'm taking it. But it, it, it's really just good for your mood and, and you. It's something everyone okay. should take probably. Is it legal? Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Um, and most of the producers of it use like the substrate, like what grows underground, like, and and you can call that like a mushroom extract, like the roots yeah. of the mushroom. But to use the fruiting body on top, it's a way more like complete process for your for your intake, uh, as far as that goes. And uh, does it have a hallucinogenic effect? Nothing, zero. Oh, what's our, no, no, they're they're one hundred percent legal, and uh, there's been a bunch of studies. I want to say it was Cambridge recently, very recently. There was just one that came out about, you know, like synapses connecting, blah, 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 yada, yada. But like I said, in the winter, a little vitamin D, some lion's mane, you know, you get through. Sun will come out tomorrow. Yeah, I just went for a walk in the sun much better. Um, Tim, what about uh, the Portland show? Obviously, you're from Maine. You must be thrilled. That's imminent. Going to be a yeah. big weekend for you. We, yeah. Uh, I, there's been such a main bias. I mean, the Saco shows are like fucking 10 minutes from my house, 15 minutes from my house. Like, uh, being in Portland, it's 25 minutes. We're still going to snag a hotel. Um, but it, it's, it's awesome. There's such a, there's been such a ridiculous Northeast and especially main bias, um, that, we've got to cash in on it's been kind of cool so um i'm looking forward to it the the fucking wilbur was electric it was a phenomenal performance like both shows were great so if they can equal to top or even less than it's still going to be phenomenal so yeah you were a great tour guide in maine you and your your lovely wife took me around it was fantastic never forget it never forget it well we were looking when we look at george bush's house was it george bush's walker walker's point yeah. We were holding the American flag. It was, it was a beautiful a moment. It was a beautiful cultural moment. moment. Uh, Tom, wh- when are you going to go to a live show? Like, are you going to make it know. to Portland? I, I got to tell you that I, I really wish I'd gone to the Wilbur. I, I, that night I felt like this pang of, like when I was in high school and people, I knew there were house parties, house parties I wasn't invited to. I felt that I could feel the energy from Boston. I mean, I wish I had been been at that, but we it's just freaking crazy. It's, it's, stuff is chaotic. Stuff is chaotic. I would love to go. I would love to go. It's close to here, actually. It's only like an hour away. I'm I'm essentially in like Seabrook, New Hampshire, essentially. So to someone listening, if you can give Tom Shattuck a ticket to the Portland show, <laughs> get, you've got to you've got to make this happen. Tom to Portland. I mean, I can't well, be yeah, there. I couldn't go without so, Alice. So that's nah, someone's got to look after the kids. Like it will be it will be tougher for Alice than you. That's you can just sure. fly. You can just fly up, charter plane. Go, my goodness. Oh, we'll take Alice. Yeah, yeah, give it, get both tickets and, you know, lock the kids in a hotel room for a night. 
um, which was that wild story where, did you hear that, where yeah. someone, yeah. you know, they put their two kids in the hotel room, they go downstairs to have dinner, the husband and the wife. Mm. The husband dies of a heart attack. <laughs> Drops dead. And she, and she goes in the ambulance with him and then she gets charged with neglect because she left her two kids locked in a hotel yeah. room. And one of them was like six months old and one of them was like... That's a little young, six months. Other than yeah. that, I get no problem with the concept. No problem. <laughs> I think that was way too young. Yeah. Way too young. I get, you know... I think six you months get- you hit a sweet spot where they don't even know. I don't have kids, so I can say... Yeah, but, but the thing is... <laughs> months they can, they can cry and wail uncontrollably and the three-year-old who's yes, taking care of it doesn't know how to stop yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's, that's like tough. I feel for the I feel for the lady. Yeah. Um, but oh, dude, double you, fucking whammy right there, baby. Like your but, husband drops dead up front of you, and then and you you're in jail because you left the kids in the hotel children. room. <laughs> Plus, you're still gonna pay for the hotel. <laughs> yes. I wonder if she had to pay for dinner too. Oh my god, just kicked in the face. Holy anyway. shit. Well, um, well, guys, thanks uh, for joining me on Minna Fandom. Um, we'll wrap this one up. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, it's been a great week for. for the KMS show. Um, thanks for all the support. I've had a lot of support in the DMs for, for my appearance. I really appreciate it. You should it. not have had that support, but that's fine. Correct. So Glow. the way it works out, Tim, is neutral people and people on my side know I won. All the colour fans are all, you know, obviously defending him. So You say all the coloured fans? Colour fans. Colour fans. That is not what I heard. I this will be cab- grabbing that audio. This, this this secret cabal of Dave Cullinane supporters that keep keep manners down. <laughs> Whatever. Um, all righty. I'm going to end the recording. Thanks to everybody. Uh, Tim and Tom, you were electric. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. said by Big Steve. Steve made some comments about his own family. He erased it cause it made Ben angry. He got fucked by a man down under. (laughs) (laughs) With missing audio, yup, discover. Too happy to reveal Steve's blunder. He enjoyed blowing Steve's cover. is prolific. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Quick. Kirk handed Steve a suspension. Got a lot of grief for it in his mentions. Steve could have gotten off easy. Just done like Blind Mike and said he needed therapy. He got fucked by a man down under. <laughs> Who thinks Steve's a motherfucker? <laughs> Called him out as a show scrubber. <laughs> he wants Steve replaced by another. I heard some news today. An Australian man. Yeah. <laughs>
up a man down under. 